0: Celebrity crush on Andy Samberg. He I would love to meet him. I love him. Oh god. He <laughs> would just make Sarah me laugh is forever. is obsessed this. <laughs> okay, I'm not obsessed. She has a um,
1: a picture downstairs. What does it say on it? It
0: says Pillow Talk with Andy Samberg. So
1: just to set the scene, this exists in my house. It's on display and I don't know why it's there. I don't know what it's referencing. I don't it kind of looks like an album cover.
0: It does, Like, actually. did he have an album called Pillow Talk? Well, I mean, maybe we should ask Lonely Island?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
0: It's very... And actually, I remember I had something
1: really interesting in that spot. And you're like, fuck <laughs> that beautiful antique, Devin. I want a picture of Andy Samberg in my house. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast.
0: Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And I love rewatching movies over and over again. And I
1: much like you love romantic comedies
0: so this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms break them down a bit for you maybe take a peek behind the curtain dig beneath the surface and decide does it still hold up sarah
1: it is officially cuffing season it is and because of that we have <laughs> friends with, with benefits and if you're hearing us right now on spotify make sure you follow us if it's on apple Podcasts, please subscribe. And follow us on Instagram, at rewind. We actually got a message earlier this week from Trisha saying, Hello, I've binged your podcast and love it. Definitely a lot of fun and entertaining. She has movie recommendations, The Family Stone, and Serendipity. So we'll put those on the list. But anyways, Friends with Benefits. It's directed by Will Gluck. He also did Easy A. This is the story of Jamie. She's played by Mila Kunis. She's a headhunter in New York City who... Maybe a little bit emotionally unavailable. We'll chat more about that later. I'm done with the relationship thing. I'm emotionally unavailable.
0: I'm emotionally damaged. You know what I'm saying? No emotions. Just sex.
1: So I guess we should just start. Bedroom. What's wrong with the couch?
0: The bedroom has better light. And since we're just friends, I don't have to be insecure about my body.
1: Come on, you're beautiful. You have nothing to buh, be insecure.
0: Buh, buh, buh. That sounds emotionally supportive. Lock that down.
1: Your ass is a little bony.
0: Much better. With that.
1: She recruits this guy, Dylan Harper, played by Justin Timberlake. She rec- recruits him for a job at GQ magazine. They kind of hit it off a little bit. She sells him on the job. He moves from L.A. to New York. And because he has no friends in New York City, they start hanging out. They become friends, and then they start banging, but just as friends. Hence, Friends with Benefits. It is the title of the movie. And as it always kind of happens with Friends with Benefits, someone catches some feels, or perhaps both of them do, But they're both kind of emotionally broken in their own ways, and that causes a lot of conflict in our romantic comedy story today, which we will dive in throughout this podcast. But that's kind of the trajectory of this movie. So
0: what are your thoughts? So I really liked this movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a cool take on a rom-com, like not our usually straightforward fall-in-love story. Yeah. It was nice. It was fresh. It was real. It was actually something that could, like, happen.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> something that does happen a lot. It happens so often, they made two movies about the same plot. In which the we'll same talk- year. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk more about later. Yeah. But yeah, so Friends with Benefits, this movie, I think, is a perfect combination of a lot of things going right and coming together to make something that I think, th- this movie is underrated a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, it I agree. Even, it might even be a little bit magical at times. Magical. Yeah. We have some really funny writing. We have a very, like you said, relatable pr- plot plot. Because who hasn't had a friends with benefits moment? H- have you? Yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Mila is so strong in this movie. I love her, and she plays off Timberlake really, really well. But it's, uh it's like such a refreshingly strong 2010s romantic comedy because this was when romantic comedies we were they were kind of teetering at this point. We weren't sure. There were some big misses.
0: Yeah, there were.
1: This is one of the good ones. We need to start off with the opening scene.
0: Yes, right? I agree. There was so much, unpack it.
1: Yeah, so so they use this first scene to kind of set up Dylan and Jamie. They are broken individuals, I think we can say. Or they're just, I don't know, emotionally unavailable, gets thrown around a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think damaged.
1: Someone who's doing the sweeping. You seem like you've got it totally together, but you're actually really emotionally damaged. Also, you have like really big eyes, and that freaks me out sometimes. Thank um, you. Non-co-
0: non-committal. Broken, (laughs) to name a few (laughs) synonyms.
1: So Jamie Mila Kunis is dating, I can't remember his actual character's name, but she's dating Andy Samberg. Oh,
0: yes, Andy Samberg. I love him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then Dylan Harper is dating Emma Stone. She, Emma Stone's lines in this opening sequence are amazing because (laughs) she's supposed to be going to a John Mayer concert with Dylan. Mm -hmm. He is late and she reveals, we missed my body Is a wonderland. Good (laughs) time. And then Dylan says something like, He's got so many more hits, and she's like, No, he doesn't.
0: (laughs) Next time, instead of being late, just shit on my face. Because that's kind of the same thing as missing your body is a wonderland. (laughs)
1: Then later on, she also says, She also says something that I think is poignantly like very it might be accurate. I just
0: think we're heading in different directions.
1: Yeah, you to the John Mayer concert and me not. Thank you for doing this before the concert, by the way. Best breakup.
0: He is the Cheryl Crow of our generation. You know what? Like I, Cheryl Crow's not my favorite, and I do actually like John Mayer. So, but they live in the si- same kind of world, right? They do. They like, do. Yeah. That like easy
1: listening easy, soft rock. Yeah,
0: soft rock. I would agree. Soft rock. That like <laughs> nobody really it.
1: hates. I think people hate John Mayer more as a person than they do his music, right? <laughs>
0: oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. <laughs> it's like what was that guy Jack Johnson? It's just like yeah yeah it's it's banana kind of... pancake, That's banana right. pancakes yeah it's just
1: it's fine I yeah. I just I can't not like this you know it is it's
0: very Sunday morning easy listening oh yeah right it's on the way to brunch totally yeah. yeah yeah okay so they do a lot of fun things though like with rom com humor to like kind of play off of that like I don't know if you caught this but they make fun of the ugly truth with Katherine Heigl
1: when Jamie is leaving yes. she sees a bunch of pictures For of the, the ugly, ugly truth, truth like, which is a real, real movie. movie. <laughs> And I think she says something like, she just starts yelling at the picture. Like, this isn't real. So I just love that they grabbed Andy Samberg and Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they said to them. They're like, you're going to be in this movie for 180 (laughs) seconds. It's literally like two scenes.
0: Yeah, you're going to break up with them. And that like sets the stage for the rest of the movie. But it's gold.
1: It is. It's so Good. And it's funny because we're going to get to this later, but they do have a fake romantic comedy that that jumps in throughout this movie. So the fact that they made fun of a real romantic comedy and now they're going to jump back to something that's not real.
0: Again, like Total Inception. Like, I don't know. We've watched so many movies where it's like a rom-com within a rom-com. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But okay. so so they're both broken up. They're both single. We have the meet cute moment. Dylan is coming to New York City to interview for GQ. Jamie set it up mm-hmm. and she kind of gets to the airport a little bit late maybe she grabs somebody <laughs> yeah. else's sign and yes. she writes Dylan Harper on it but she loses it and it goes onto the baggage carousel. Oh no. And then and she does like the the quirky female love interest like I'm just going to jump on the baggage carousel and she grabs somebody else's luggage and then Dylan Harper walks out and he grabs his name on the baggage carousel at the same time she grabs it. Suck so yeah. Yeah. That's me.
0: Which one? The blue or the yellow?
1: Uh, no. The makeshift sign made out of lipstick. That's me.
0: You're Dylan Harper. I am. I'm Jamie Rellis.
1: You're picking me up from the airport.
0: Hi. Yes, I am.
1: You always pick people up like this?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I like to keep things interesting. Welcome to New York. Thank you. You know what? I've n- I had never seen it before. I was gonna say it was a which little It was out- nice and refreshing. It was a little bit out of the box, but it was yeah. still
1: like, no, it's a meat cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you still know what it is. It's just wrapped up in different packaging, which I like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they were going to meet regardless because that was the whole point of her going to the she airport. She literally asked him
1: to come to New York City. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: so. <laughs> so like, you know, it's like a meat cute, but like, <laughs> not <laughs> like. <laughs> She was there to pick him That's up. That's a good point. It was the way they met, <laughs> yes. right, that that made it cute. To convince him to move to New York City, um, obviously she gets a bonus if he takes the job, um, and of course she was the one to find him. She decides to take him to all of her favorite spots around the city. You know, like, a, a, where do they go? Like a pizza joint? Yeah, there was like a, a riverside patio or something um, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then she also takes him to the spot where she goes to think and get away from it all. Do you have a place where you go to kind of or or like something that you do to get away from it all or like someplace where you can just kind of go and think or or is that video games for you?
1: Oh, it's definitely video games. Ah, I like okay. I like my Zen moments, though. Mm-hmm. I think everybody needs Zen moments, totally. whether it's going to the gym. I'm not going to lie. I've only done yoga once in my life, but it was <laughs> I, I get it, you know, oh. so I think no matter what your Zen moment is, whether it's video games, whether it's whether it's watching romantic comedies and then listening to this podcast.
0: Yeah, we'll, we're happy to be your Zen <laughs> moments i I think you're right i don't think it has to be like a place so he takes it obviously he gets the job that's the whole point of the well kind <laughs> it'd be of a very the, short movie yeah it'd be really okay the end um so they become friends uh before they become the benefits part of it because it wouldn't be friends, I think with, that's benefits. A prerequisite friends right? with benefits for friends with benefits um so they start hanging out going to each other's parties like get-togethers whatever um at one of the parties she draws on his face Mm -hmm. which he goes to work the next day and doesn't realize it um i'm sure a lot of us have been to parties where this has happened to somebody at the party right yeah not that much
1: for me actually okay
0: so i have been to plenty of like parties or things like i went to one party where um they like they shaved off some guy's eyebrow. Oh no! And then he woke up and realized it, and then asked for the other one to be shaved off. It was real weird. He's
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, "You guys gotta even." So,
0: this. so for the next month, his sister had to draw draw on his eyebrows. Oh, no, that's
1: horrible. <laughs> yeah. it was, I, don't, it was, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's weird. the right decision. Right? I'm gonna be honest.
0: Right, I, His judgment was cloudy. I, <laughs> I guess you gotta, I guess you gotta go all <laughs> in at I that guess? point. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We never really did Sharpie. I was at a party one time. Actually, it was at my house. I, I had kind of like. A a party house in college, and somebody they didn't draw on anybody. But somebody found fishing line in one of our Oh god, what do you do with that? So what he did was he connected the fishing line to random things.
0: Oh no. So like he would connect
1: the stove. And it's
0: clear. He
1: he would connect the (laughs) stove to the front door. So if somebody opened (laughs) the front door, the stove would also open. Weird. (laughs) It was actually really funny. Like the bathroom door would be connected to like my bedroom door. So if somebody opened one, the other one would swing open as well.
0: Can we talk about the amount of people cast cameos like in this movie? It's absolutely insane. So we have, you know, we have the loving family members, Patricia Clarkson, and these are like the actual actors, uh, Richard Jenkins and Jenna Elfman. And then you have Woody Harrelson as the bro, which I loved this because so often you see the gay best friend being portrayed as a very flamboyant individual or, you know, and but in real life, not every man who is gay is overly flamboyant. And and it was an, it was nice and refreshing.
1: The the non stereotypical gay friend in a romantic comedy, yeah, re- refreshing is the perfect word because mm. he's he's the sports writer. Yeah, he's an alpha male type. He's playing basketball with the guys. He does like <laughs> yeah. make the joke. He's like, any any one of you guys
0: gay? Yeah. I okay. It. All right.
1: That's cool. <laughs> I can still play basketball. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's just yeah, very refreshing. Can I ask a question though? Okay. And this may be an unpopular opinion. Is Justin Timberlake actually a good actor, though?
0: Um, I don't think he's that bad. Like, to, <laughs> be, to be honest, I think I would have actually liked to have seen him in more, more movies. More movies? Yeah, like more rom-com. Like, he was
1: good in this you're not, movie. You're not sold? I'm absolutely not sold on Justin Timberlake as a good actor. I think he was good in this movie, and I think that's a lot to do with Mila Kunis being really great.
0: Like, she's a great actress. Okay, who else would you have wanted to see... With Mila,
1: <laughs> am I an asshole if I say Ashton Kutcher? No, oh my it. god! Sorry, sorry, I can't say that. Obviously, <laughs> um, wow, that's a great question. Right? Okay, so we need 2010. I mean, you can't say Ryan Gosling. That's too easy. It's too perfect. It's right. He would be great, <laughs> wouldn't he?
0: Yeah. Um. A Ryan like, Gosling. Like a a Ryan Reynolds Ryan as well. Ryan Reynolds would be, would be good. good. Bradley Cooper. No, I think Ryan Reynolds would be better. Really? Yeah, suited. Yeah, for hey, this role. Yeah.
1: Right. But we can agree, Justin Timberlake, maybe like he's got the abs. What what do you need from him? You need some abs. You need some good uh, delivery on funny lines, which he did. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think I think I'm not as hard on him as you are. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I just
1: didn't think he was that great. I think Mila made him great.
0: Getting back to the the cast, uh, the crappy exes, Emma Stone and Andy Samberg.
1: Yes. Oh my God, so good.
0: Celebrity crush on Andy Samberg. He, I would love to meet him. I love him. Oh <sighs> God. <laughs> he would just make Sarah me laugh is forever. Seriously obsessed about this. <laughs> okay, I'm not in She has
1: a um a picture downstairs. <laughs> what does it say on it It
0: says pillow talk with Andy Samberg what
1: what is that
0: I like that somebody gave it to me as a birthday gift in university because they knew that I really liked him so So as a joke as a joke they found a picture probably from SNL or something that said it's like a pink background and it's his face and it says pillow talk with Andy Samberg
1: so just to set the scene this exists in my house it's (laughs) on display and I don't know why it's there I don't know what it's referencing. I don't, it kind of looks like an album cover.
0: It does, actually. Like, did actually. he have an
1: album called Pillow well, Talk?
0: Well, I mean, maybe we should ask Lonely Island?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's very... And actually, I remember I had something really interesting in that spot. And you're like, ah, that beautiful antique, Devin. I want a picture of Andy Samberg in my house.
0: <laughs> like, well, I think I found it when I was going through my university stuff. And then I was like, oh, my God, I still have this. So not only did this movie capture the feelings of love and fun and, as you say, the magical aspects of it. So magical. Yes. But it also touched on more subplots throughout the movie. Um, You know, everyone has their shit. Jamie dealing with how to find that fairy tale love when she isn't sure how to get it because, I mean, the only role model she really has is her mom. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't really a great love role model in terms of that. So, like, I think that's where, like non-committal of her comes in and then we have dylan who's you know distant doesn't let many people in like he has quite a wall um and of course dealing with his dad's alzheimer's the movie was able to create a whole world around them the characters family friends involved in their lives and i thought it did a really good job at character development
1: dylan's mom also walked out on their family right yeah
0: yeah how
1: is it is it becoming a cliche if you're like, we gotta talk to millennials. What's relatable about millennials? Well, they probably came from a broken marriage or something, right? <laughs> so the fact that both of the main characters in this movie are, let's just make both both their parents
0: divorce. But I think it's an easy way to put in that they're they can't connect or can't commit to love, right? Yeah,
1: and they, and they don't really need to over-explain it because yeah. like you see the yeah. situation. You get it.
0: They they were able to explain a lot with. with a little you know they didn't
1: feel the need to over explain it you watched it and you understood it
0: yeah yeah um so we've talked a lot about rom-com movies and their soundtracks i liked this part of the movie where dylan actually touches on this
1: not as awesome as this ambiguously upbeat pop song that has nothing to do with the plot they put in at the end to try to convince you that you had a great time at this shitty movie
0: i love how they make jokes throughout the movie about rom-coms that we watch sneaky
1: good soundtrack I think it is. the running joke of him singing Semisonic Closing Time. <laughs> I love that song. not getting. Th- you love
0: that song. <laughs> I
1: love that song so much. And the fact that he's getting the artist wrong every time. <laughs> hilarious. Oh my know. I know. <laughs> what is this? It's Closing Time by the band Semisonic. It's not Third Eye Blind. Can you believe it? No, 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 not, not, not the song. They also, do, um, they also do Death Cab for Cutie, I Will Follow You Into the Dark, yes. an acoustic version of it, which if you if you want to go ahead and Google the lyrics to that song,
0: whew, man, that'll hit you in the feels. I do, however, um, like the approach they took to their friends with benefits situation. So like, two people should be able to have sex like they're playing tennis, just a game, shake hands, and get on with your life. And that's what Dylan says, right? So uh, after
1: they become friends with benefits, we get a lovely montage of all... The Times They Bang. And Mm -hmm. during this, I'm going to call it just the sex montage, we see some wildly accurate (laughs) (laughs) real-life sex moments that we should dive into. Like, there's a moment where she's on top, and they need to do the, quote, fire drill is what they call it. Yes. Where I think everybody's had this moment, right, where you both roll over, but you try to do it without becoming disconnected is how I'm gonna frame it
0: disconnected that okay. struggle
1: is real and they actually make it look really eloquent you're grabbing a lot of butt cheek there you're
0: whole a on little for messier yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> so like I said they um, they do make it work and then they do end things because she wants to start dating other people again mm-hmm. um, but they manage to stay friends certainly initially um, mm-hmm. which was the whole point to them being friends with benefits so Dylan goes up to a girl they're in Central Park uh, starts talking to her about her book. What would be your pickup line?
1: I I feel like you always want to go in with a joke. Actually, you, oh my God, we didn't even talk about this. Because you had a moment for a great pickup line that you didn't use recently.
0: Oh, yeah. You also had a
1: meet cute opportunity. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Hopper is physically in the city that we live in. Mm -hmm. He's shooting the new Resident Evil. They're, They're doing a remake of Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah, and he's shooting that, mm-hmm. and Sarah happened to be walking into a coffee shop mm-hmm. right ahead of him.
0: Well, he was too far back; like it would have been, it was like almost awkward for me to hold the door. I was going to say Canadian. Him.
1: You didn't hold the door. You're Can-
0: he Canadian. He was too far back. But we still hold the door. I know. In retrospect, <laughs> I should have <laughs> held the door. Like, I know we do Okay. First off, I wasn't 100 percent sure it was him, but I was like, oh, you're really tall, and you're really good looking, and I feel you like it's Tom you. Must be Opera then. And he was on the phone too, so oh, that was the he's other on the thing. Phone, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, but like
1: Tom Hopper, he was in uh, Game of Thrones, so mm-hmm. like you hit him with uh, "I'm so sorry that Daenerys Targaryen burnt you alive."
0: <laughs> you were in one episode, no, he, two episodes. Two episodes,
1: maybe. <laughs> Here's my phone number, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You I know you're married and yeah. have a child. <laughs> Is <he actually>
1: <laughs> yes, you just did Google him real quick yes. while he's in line at the coffee shop. So
0: it doesn't pan out for him since the girl's waiting for her husband yeah um but next up is jamie so she meets a guy in the park uh his name's parker so parker in the park um i never got that did you (laughs) joke
1: about that in the movie no i just
0: did (laughs) you're welcome um i should write these movies (laughs) so he's staring at trees uh later we find out that he's actually sleeping standing up 24 hour shift yeah something like that (laughs) okay his name is parker Bum, 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 bum. He's a children's oncologist.
1: Bum, 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 bum. And I have a date this Saturday. Da, 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 da.
0: Nice. Thank you. But turns out he's a complete asshole. Just wanted to get some. So he hits it and quits it. Not not very honorable. He does the sneak out. Have he you, ever, have you out. ever done the
1: sneak out? Or no. Have you had the sneak out done to you? No. Wow, really?
0: Yes. Have you? Of course. <laughs> that horrible yeah who are you the cookie monster
1: (laughs) of course Of course, i have i've actually not only have i done the sneak out i've done the pre-sneak out
0: what is the pre-sneak out what is that even
1: pre-sneak out is when you when you get into a situation where you're like all right things are gonna happen And you you dip
0: before that?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm not even kidding. That's not a lie. I evaluated the situation. I'm like, I don't really want to do this. Is it
0: worth it? Nah. No,
1: it's not worth it. Yeah, because she, like, clearly she's way more into me than I'm into her. She's going to, you know, she's going to make a big deal out of this. And I'm just going to have some <laughs> half-assed sex here because we're both a little bit drunk. So I faked. I'm like, oh, my God, something happened at work.
0: Oh, my God. Which I'm sure she work's saw al- through. Work's always a good excuse, work's though. Work's always a good excuse. Although, I- was it at, like, 12 o'clock at night?
1: It was college. You can be blackout at 5 o'clock in the afternoon in <laughs> college and nobody really bats an eyelash.
0: <laughs> uh, so quick fact, though, before I get to quick facts. Um, the saxophone player in this scene where Dylan goes up to the girl in Central Park yeah. is playing Biz Markie's just a friend
1: oh did you say he's just a friend that's beautiful wow what a
0: quick fact so dylan dates another girl though so i'm gonna call her the animal instincts girl Mm. she is uh growling in his ear smelling and licking his armpits uh she almost does like a gorilla chest pounding uh motion yeah i'm not sure if you noticed uh but in the background pumped up kicks by foster the people with the lyrics, you'd better run, better run. Literally, sneaky good soundtrack because like perfect timing, perfect, in there. perfect
1: lyrics. I think every guy in that moment is like, "Is this worth it? Right? And is <laughs> is this where I do the pre sneak out of? Oh my God, something came up at work. Right? That is yes, that's that a would be a moment. Situation. Where you use the pre sneak out. Pre sneak out. I like that. I, like this isn't worth the hassle. It's gonna be tomorrow.
0: Okay, I think I may. You know, I might have done the pre sneak out. Hey!
1: We turned Sarah around on the pre-sneak out. I would also ask, though, have you ever been with somebody who's done something genuinely strange in bed? Because when she sniffs and licks his armpit, I've never <laughs> had a girl do that. I've heard stories of people who have done that. And I've been so like, what? I. And did you keep going? And they're like, yeah, well, you know, you got to finish. It's like, no, you could do the pre-sneak <laughs> out. Right? So at that moment, I explained to them the you pre-sneak cut out. cut it. Yeah, you got to cut that.
0: Yeah. Thing. No, I have not. I've been with somebody who...
1: It never happened, but there was an implication that maybe she's into foot stuff. Stop it! Well, we never actually crossed that bridge because I I think she like made a joke about <laughs> no. it. Like, that's weird. And she never brought it up again. <laughs> but it was it was lightly implied that hey, oh you know God. that could be interesting. I'm like, no, it wouldn't.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: nope, thank you. Sure wouldn't.
0: <laughs> the whole math thing in this movie. Everyone knows someone. Who is this person in their friend group? The one who's bad at math. Horrible at Mm. math. This is me in my friend group.
1: Yeah. So so Dylan Harper is horrible
0: at math. Yeah, I can relate to this a lot.
1: We don't really use math on a daily basis, aside from cooking. And Sarah is a great cook, but you're like really bad math (laughs) cooking. It asked for a quarter cup, and I'm doing a double batch. So how much is that? I'm like. That would make it a half cup and you're like really
0: like how what, what okay do i don't think i'm that bad i knew no, that No, you've
1: asked me questions like that that have been no, absurd it's a
0: little more complicated than that like
1: <laughs> you're about to give an example that's gonna be horrible
0: i said i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> just in case like everyone else is gonna be like oh no that's easy that it's is blah, blah, easy blah. that's still and easy. and i'm just i'm not gonna go there because <laughs> i don't want to be made fun of <laughs> but i'm really bad at math Okay, there's the cock block, and then there's the twat block. Sure, yeah. That's a that's a real thing? What, you don't know that that's a real thing? Well, I mean, I know there's is. the cock block, but I didn't know it was called the twat block.
1: You, you've you never been twat blocked? What's a twat block? So, have you ever been, like, chatting with a guy, and one of your girlfriends is like, <laughs> hey, let's go to another bar, and you're like, could you f*** <laughs> off, please? I would like to have sex with this man right here. I'm like, no, let's go. <laughs> That that's actually I think that's a pretty accurate scenario of a couple. No, I
0: think bomb. I think you're I think that's accurate. Yeah, you're Did right. Did I play it
1: off pretty well too? Yeah, I think that was so. good. Acting. Like
0: that was yeah, flash mobs. They were huge <laughs> in the 2010s. Yes, they were. I think like 20 I would say 2011 was like you know, part of their height of of the flash mob scene. Yeah. Peak um, flash mob. Peak flash mob. Yeah. He does it as a big gesture to Jamie to show that he's really sorry and wants to be with her. Um, the way the way to a girl's heart in 2011 was a flash mob. You know what? This scene,
1: I think, is a great representation, please don't hate me, <laughs> of how Justin Timberlake is not actually a great actor. <laughs>
0: because he just uses this to say sorry instead of actual words? No. So, so here's
1: the thing. He does the flash mob, and it's really heartwarming. It is, too. And, and the camera cuts to Jamie... And she's like, it's all happening, and he's chatting with her, and she starts tearing up, and I actually started tearing up in that moment. I'm like, oh, my Aww, God, this so is cute. so adorable. And then when Justin Timberlake has his monumental yes. romantic comedy speech. It's very lackluster. It, it lost me a little bit. Yeah. It, it lost me a tiny bit, and you had me hooked. I'll agree. Mila hooked me. With that said, like, I don't want to shit on this movie too much because this is, in my mind, an an A movie. Mm-hmm. It's a really good romantic comedy. That That's a great representation because Mila hooked me. Justin Timberlake, he did okay.
0: Wasn't amazing? Um, I do want to talk about how this movie came out the same year as No Strings Attached mm. with Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. It is very much the same movie.
1: I think this is definitely the better movie.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, they're now married in real life, which is also like another weird the, they, thing. They crossed over. Yes. Yeah. Would they have had more chemistry than Mila and JT? Like, um, Ashton and Mila? Yeah. They.
1: You know what? This is funny. We could have saved two movies and just smashed them together. Yeah, by Natalie. By JT. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, also, Mila and Natalie had played uh, in Black Swan together one year before this. Oh. And JT and his like the band and sync also had a song and album named No Strings Attached. Whoa, this is not quick facts. This is just mostly just like I find the two movies had a lot of like interconnection. Quick facts. Quick facts. Mila Kunis used a butt double in the full nude scenes, even though she appears semi nude inside views in, this, in the few scenes.
1: Yo, that's bullshit. Because they even make a joke before they have sex the first time. And she's like, I've got a bony butt. So why have a butt double if we're already admitting to the audience?
0: (laughs) That you have a bony butt? Hey,
1: maybe maybe I'm going to have a bony butt here.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe maybe she didn't have a bony enough butt, so they had to get a... So they had (laughs) had
1: somebody... It's a butt double, but it's a bonier butt double. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Uh, In the movie, Dylan has a Thunderbolt tattoo, and Jamie wears a lightning bolt necklace throughout the entire movie, except when she goes to the photo shoot scene when they're angry with each other. In the fictional rom-com in the movie that Jamie loves... Bryce, played by Jason Segel, uh, who's the male lead in the movie, also appears in the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Mila Kunis.
1: Oh my, God. yes, yes, I did yeah. know that, yeah, yeah. And
0: and is JT's romantic rival in bad teacher. Uh, both Jason Siegel and Rashida Jones are uncredited in this movie, and they also appear together in the movie I Love You Man in 2009.
1: Oh, they do. Mm-hmm.
0: Anybody Paul want Rudd? a peanut?
1: Uh, slapping the bass. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a really good one. Um in Central Park when Jamie's talking uh, with her mom, she mentions Prince Charming not showing up in a carriage. In the background of the scene, a white carriage uh pulled by horses appears. When Jamie's picking up Dylan at the airport in the beginning of the movie, she takes a sign from someone that says "Oh, Pendergast." Oh, hey, are you are you done with this? Oh, All met up great. Welcome to New York, Miss Pendergast. Emma Stone played this character, all That's of Pendergast, right. in Easy A in twenty oh in twenty ten. Both of these movies are directed by the same person. When Dylan is in L A with Jamie, um, and they're at uh, Dylan's dad's house, he shows Jamie the ocean. Uh, you'll see in the background Russian billionaire's Andre Melnichenko's super yacht A. That's what Don't they make a. a joke
1: where they switch places because the dad's like, "Yeah, I want to take a look at that yacht." Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Sam, the budding magician and nephew of Dylan in the movie, is played by Nolan Gould. You'll also recognize him from Modern Family, and he plays Luke Dunphy.
1: I literally wrote in my notes, is that the kid from Modern Family?
0: Yes, it is. Um, And in Modern Family, he's also a budding magician. Hmm. Best scene.
1: Best scene. So there's a moment in this movie we kind of touched on before that I think elevates this from good to great movie, and it's the moment... In the airport, so it's when Dylan Harper he's picking up his dad from the airport in New York City. Mm. They go to get food at the airport, and classic, the restaurant has a really long wait. Dylan's dad, who is obviously suffering from Alzheimer's, walks up to a random table at the restaurant while they're waiting. He takes off his pants, which we've established he's he's been doing is this thing, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. And and he sits down, and it was it was a big thing that Dylan was mm-hmm. so embarrassed by his dad's behavior we kind of built that up through the movie and when he walks up to the table and asks his dad like what what are you doing his dad asks him he's like well are you gonna join me
0: <laughs>
1: and i love some good solid character development and this scene hit all my boxes because dylan decides he kind of decides like you know what i'm gonna have this moment with my father and <laughs> he takes off his pants and he also sits down and just that act of doing something so uncomfortable To support a person you love. That's also a callback to something your love interest brought up during a terse moment a little while ago in the movie. And as well, this also happens while a great song is playing in the background. Hitting all my boxes, guys. (laughs) There's a moment similar to this in 500 Days of Summer. And literally that moment alone makes it one of my favorite movies of all time. So this moment in Friends with Benefits... Yeah, it, it, it really hit me.
0: You know what? I had it down as like my most heartwarming scene, and I also wanted to point out they're both boxer guys. They're yeah, not, uh, they're not tidy whiteies.
1: It would I think <laughs> Which it is would, a good thing. It would immediately get way more uncomfortable and way less socially yes. acceptable
0: if yeah, they were in tidy white. Definitely, it's kind of like where they're wearing shorts, whereas they're wearing a speedo. Yeah, they're just wearing shorts that
1: are have less layers of fabric until your penis Less that's coverage. a weird way of framing Less it coverage.
0: <laughs> well it works it's, it's true um <laughs> uh, my favorite scene is when um so i liked this because i found it very playful like very fun mm-hmm. um was when uh jt breaks out singing um crisscross yeah (laughs) when actually he shows up to her bedroom in LA and says like oh yeah you cracked your neck like let's get busy and she's like no like let's just hang out let's just talk and they do they talk about just like everything and then he breaks out in song and um I mean he is a singer so it was kind of cool I mean he's got a good voice it was fun if you're putting Justin Timberlake in your movie
1: I think yes. we can agree the acting is going to be subpar. I'm going to keep on hammering that <laughs> oh home, but God. you got to make them sing at least once.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's singing
1: semi-sonic all throughout the movie. You get him to sing some crisscross.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let 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 Timberlake cook. Let that guy cook.
0: <laughs> honorable mentions? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my honorable mentions, you have to choose uh, oh. Mila or Emma in general. Emma, St- oh, man.
1: Okay, Mila Kunis, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And I actually put her like top 10 favorite female actresses. Okay. But Emma Stone is in my top three.
0: Wow.
1: she She's pretty close to number one. I think she's actually number one. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Crazy yeah. Stupid Love. She, I'm going to solidify her right now. Emma Stone is my number one.
0: Okay. Uh, Andy or Justin? Fuck
1: you. <laughs> Go away. Stop it with this. You're forcing me to pick Andy Samberg. <laughs> Because, yeah,
0: because you've already said that yeah. JT's not your jam. <laughs> that he's I not spent a good actor. the last 30 minutes. At least we know Andy Sandberg JT. is a good actor. No, I'm picking JT. Because I don't want to give you the satisfaction. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm about Andy. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who are you picking, Emma or Mila?
0: Mm, Mila, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Andy for sure, obviously.
1: So I know I just picked Emma, but my honorable mention <laughs> is Mila Kunis. What? Okay. <laughs> Sound like such a liar. <laughs> um I, I talked about this before, but we need more Mila Kunis in like I want her in a confident sales type role. There's a moment early on when he gets offered the job in New York City, and she literally tells him, she's like, I'm gonna close you on this deal, and I'm so confident on that, mm, yeah. that I'm gonna tell you the different options for how I'm gonna close you, and she actually gives examples. She's like, there's the flattery close, oh, and then like she like that. she plays out the options of how she's basically gonna sell him on this job. Yeah. It's kinda like, I wish, I wish she was in some kind of role, like in an Anchorman-type movie. Where she's just, like, overly confident. She's a little bit over-exaggerated. Yeah, like and a Christina Applegate
0: people. kind of yeah. role in Anchorman. Th- that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, I think, like, it would be great to see her in more rom-coms. Yeah. I think she's I think she's underrated, too. Like in Forgetting
1: Sarah Marshall, she's, oh like, God, the hotel love manager. She's got a little bit of an edge. She's still, like, confident, and she knows what the <laughs> f- up. Totally. I like that. She's great.
0: Mm-hmm. What should have been. <laughs>
1: okay. Throughout this movie we have multiple moments, like you chatted about, where either Dylan or Jamie or both are watching TV and this horribly cliched romantic comedy <laughs> is playing. Yes. It features Jason Siegel and Rashida Jones, and oh my God, I want this <laughs> to exist. I know, me too. So badly. I know. They they made like four or five scenes for this, this fake movie mm-hmm. where Jason Siegel and Rashida Jones are like in love or whatever, and they kind of sprinkle it in through the movie. And then as well, did you catch this? It wasn't in your quick facts. There's a uh, a Marvel movie style after credits scene where they made fake outtakes for what? this movie. It's on Netflix. So if you're watching on Netflix, once the credits roll, just like go until the credits end. And they made fake outtakes for this fake romantic comedy.
0: So fun. So
1: fun. I want this to exist. Has Rashida Jones been the main love interest in a romantic comedy yet? Because I Love You Man is a comedy. That's not a romantic comedy.
0: No, there is rom-com aspect of it. No. I mean, a tiny bit. No. I still think it would, like falls under the rom-com category. Yeah. Like
1: Knocked Up's a rom-com, but like, does it really... It, it's close.
0: Knocked Up is a rom-com. <laughs>
1: We should do it though.
0: It's just with a rom com with a baby. It's on like the way. 80% comedy, 20% rom. Uh, we'll agree to disagree. Whoa, on that. You, anyway. what, what
1: are you going to put it at? Like 30. Oh, I don't want to throw too much math at you. Stop. The opposite of 30% would be 70%.
0: <laughs> I think it's a 30 70 Okay. Yeah. Thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> okay. So my What Should Have Been's. Um, I actually think it would have been interesting. Dylan should have ended up with Emma from No Strings Attached, which is Natalie Portman. Oh, oh, from No yeah, Strings so Attached. So JT okay. and Natalie Portman, but like in their characters. Okay. Um, and Ooh. and Jamie should have ended up with Adam, who is Ashton Kutcher. Like I I, well, I they, would have liked to have seen like almost the switch because I think.
1: Well, Mila and Ashton actually do end up together, right?
0: In real life. Yeah.
1: So that makes sense.
0: Which their chemistry would probably be off the charts. JT and Natalie Portman, you know, I don't hate it. I'm
1: oh. going to be honest. I don't hate it, Sarah.
0: Yeah. Thirst factor.
1: I mean, thirst factor. Let's start with the number one. Emma Stone's a 10.
0: Okay, okay we're going into, okay, okay, we're doing <laughs> no, that. Well, Andy Samberg's a 10. <sighs> yeah, I knew you were
1: going to say that. What do you got for JT?
0: Uh, Eight. Actually, I have eight for both. Rewatchability. I'm going to go with an 8.
1: I'm actually going to rank this higher than it should be because it's so underrated. I think it'll average out... It's math again, I'm sorry. It'll (laughs) average out a proper score. I'm going to give it an 8.7.
0: Really? Really, I
1: think it deserves an 8.5, but Mm. nobody gives it the credit it deserves.
0: I think it's an 8.
1: Okay. Agree to disagree, I suppose. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Friends with Benefits. Make sure if you are listening right now on Spotify... Hit the follow button. If you're on Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe. Whatever you're on, if there's a button that lets us remind you when we have new episodes, hit that button. And follow us on Instagram at RomComRewind. We have lots of discussions on there about what's coming up, what we're talking about,
0: and yeah. Thanks for listening.